0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Netflix and Swole podcast. I'm Caleb, the other one's Dan. We don't have time to do introductions. Uh, We have very important pressing news uh, to talk about right at the top of the show, which is that Britney Spears has an iPad. Oh, that's what what you want to talk about? So now she can uh, tweet and Instagram, and she's finally free to live a life of her own design. Congratulations, everybody. We hashtag freed Britney. But what about The Harvest? Uh, thankfully, we've already sacrificed Smiley Cyrus for Harvest. Oh, that, that is true. I forgot about so. that.
1: Wasn't she the one they did bring up at the end of that episode, too? Yes. Okay. Wow. wonder who... Who, who <laughs> do you consider... Who would you consider to be next for Harvest?
0: Hmm. Jojo Siwa. You know what? It's pretty good. Yeah. I still don't really know who she is or what she does, but I see pictures of her in Target all the time. Yeah. And it always makes me angry.
1: Well, uh, it should make you angry because she always has her hair in, like, that high and tight ponytail that uh, looks like it's slowly pulling her scalp from her scalp. Mm Mm-hmm. So, there's that. uh, That poor girl and her brand. Uh, She's slowly sacrificing her hairline so she can be recognizable to people, I guess.
0: Yeah. She should watch Zoolander, where they tell you not to pull your ponytail so tight. I actually do care about everything going on with Britney Spears. Um, it's just, uh, oh. it's just nice to see her doing better, I guess. Um, I was reading uh, some comments on Reddit uh, about her getting an iPad while I was sitting on the toilet, uh, and they said things like. She's a modern day pr- princess who's escaping after being trapped in a castle. And then they equated her to being like part of a doomsday cult that's like kept underground for 20 years. And then she finally comes out and gets to see the sun. And then everybody was like, yeah, females are strong as hell. She's unbreakable. She's alive, damn it. It's a miracle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I-, I assume your refound uh caring of Britney Spears came after her amazing cameo in uh, Austin Powers
0: Goldmember. Yeah, I did kind of forget that that was a thing, but, like, I don't know. Britney-, Britney Spears, like, I actually do think that she's, like, she seems like a very nice person. I'm not a pop music fan at all, but I do like her as a person. And she was very important to my sexual awakening when I was a teenager, so Yep.
1: Yep. Every everyone everyone our age remembers oops, I did it again.
0: (laughs) Everyone. Uh I would Our, Our listener base would be both shocked and kind of impressed with the amount of knuckle babies I blasted off looking at her, so
1: now uh to tie that loosely into a cup I'm drinking from, uh one of the urban legends that goes around as to why Blink 182 is named Blink 182 is because their band, well for this is this part is true. Uh there's an Irish band called Blink. So uh in order to make sure they didn't uh you know get any copyright shit with their or like trademark things or anything like kind of that thing with that that Irish band, uh, they added the number 182 behind it. Uh to which everyone was like, "But why?" Uh, and then Tom DeLong said, that's the number of times I masturbated in one day.
0: <laughs> it's really funny. So. I mean, I guess it would be possible if you don't do it to completion every time. Yeah. You, yeah, you pretty much have to blue ball yourself.
1: Because it normally takes like a recharge of like 30 minutes for me. You know? I don't know if anyone wants to know that information, but it's there.
0: You'd have to do a sting and, like, keep edging yourself. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the tantric singer, not the wrestler. Por no los dos? You could just paint your, you, you just paint your dick uh, to look like the Joker. Do you, <laughs> do you think that Sting hates it that he's become defined by that one time when he said, hey, sometimes when I fuck, I like it to take a little while. See, I didn't even know he said
1: that, so this is brand new information to me.
0: Yeah, apparently in an interview one time, Sting said he's into tantric sex. And then it was like, it's the only thing people talk about with regards to Sting. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, okay. What is, yeah. I,
0: I, I don't really I don't care. Know. I liked him better with the police, so.
1: I think, I think both are fine. So. Uh how, how are you doing other than uh Britney Watch 2021?
0: <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. I finally have some new help starting at work tomorrow, so.
1: You going to make them quit too?
0: Uh I hope not cuz th- this is my last chance to not uh drive my car off a bridge cuz I I really have not been handling the stress well. Uh, I believe it. Well,
1: that's like uh, me. I am going home, like the Pittsburgh this week. I have two days at work. they are going to be miserable days. I know this already, uh, mainly because I had to mm-hmm. process 23 manual checks on a Friday. Uh, for those of you who are wondering, uh, the amount of manual checks that is too many is one. So 23 times <laughs> the, the, the the regular correct amount, uh, is is awful.
0: Yeah, that fucking sucks. It took me
1: took me an hour and a half uh to do it, and then uh I have to log all of them. I have to make sure they're accurate. Uh, it's it wasn't fun, so yeah, uh, I wasn't happy either.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. This this last month, like I haven't really been having fun at my job either it's i actually like i actually called in sick a day this week which i never do just because like well like i i did legitimately feel like garbage but like a lot of it was mental so sure but but it looks to be getting better so uh we'll see you have to
1: do it every day what? Yeah. It's hard at first, but then when you do it every day, it gets a little easier.
0: Yeah, it's always hard, but it gets a little easier every time. Thanks, Bojack. Yeah. All right. Um, Stacking Triggers is another podcast we do. You can listen to it if you want. Uh, on the last episode, we talked about uh, how to n- play uh, Commander, which is a format. For the game where you have a commander who's like your your hero character, like in Warcraft uh, and, and how to protect your commander from being destroyed. Yeah, so that you so that your deck of cards actually functions the way you want it to. Uh,
1: have I included more things to prevent interaction from uh, everybody else in my deck? Yes. Uh, Did I get to go off a few times thanks to the lack of interaction on
0: my commander? Yes. Yeah. Glad I could help you make me angry. Yeah. Remember remember when I had 33 treasures at one
1: point and then won the game? But then there was the other game where I had like 15 treasures, 15 clues, and like 14 foods and did nothing with them the entire time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Sometimes you just whiff, you know. It's a mm. game of random chance as well as skill. Um, other than that, uh, the Netflix and Swirl Discord, it's there. Come talk to us. Yeah, I'm a I'm a nice, regular person, uh, who is approachable and friendly.
1: Yeah, the link is in our show notes. Uh, so if you're like Ben Kiefer, who's been trying to find it for uh, X number of weeks, uh, just look in our show notes. It's much <laughs> easier to do it that way
0: yeah uh and also we have a new patron so welcome giuseppe
1: Yep. i'm 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 not gonna share what we uh how we responded to that okay i'm i'm gonna res- <laughs> i'm gonna say i responded to that <laughs> uh we that we i used the italian pinch hand emoji thing
0: yeah and i sent i sent the gif of uh Peter on Family Guy when he grew a mustache and thought he could speak Italian, going "Papa the poopa Giuseppe, I'm sorry if you already yeah. want to stop being a patriot, I completely
1: understand, but
0: yeah, sorry. I'm Giuseppe, kind of a piece of shit.
1: Extremely Italian name.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I knew a there was a kid named Giuseppe in my high school, and uh, I think I knew a Giuseppe in college. Oh, it's a pretty common name. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Uh, one thing we forgot to include was Brad Brad Pitt trying to speak Italian. <laughs> Arrivederci. He speaks the third best <laughs> Italian.
0: Nah. Yeah. Fuck, I love Inglorious Bastard so much. Um, so, uh, do you have any swill for this week? Uh, I have a vodka
1: tonic. Uh, because okay. uh, I'm a psychopath, and I'm trying to clear out as much product as I can before I go on... Uh, what is essentially a five-day trip. So, like, all the fresh food in my fridge is gone because I ate it all, uh, because I, I'm just crazy. So uh, I'm trying to include the vodka in that, so I'm trying to polish off the vodka as well.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'm just drinking water because I'm trying to hydrate, but, like, I feel like I've been really disappointing lately, so, like, I think within the next week or two, I need to get like really fucked up to do the show. <laughs> Editor Dan really doesn't like that. <laughs> it's been a while. It's true. All right. Um. Let's get into some non brittany Spears related uh, news. Oh shit! It's mail time.
1: There's a story I'm will willfully ignoring. Uh, I commented on it, had very strong opinions, then saw what it, it like who was directing the movie, immediately retracted the statement, and now I'm now pretending that it doesn't exist. Uh, if you want to know what that story is, head over to our Twitter page. Do you have any thoughts on that story? I have no idea what you're talking about. You
0: like the tweet. You like the retraction tweet, I should say. Hmm. Let me go look it up so I can remember. Oh, yeah. That thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really care. I don't know anything about the project. So
1: yeah, uh, All I know is that it stars Anna de Armas, and uh, there's, that's it, actually. That's all I, I care about. It's going to be interesting. Uh, so then we have a bunch of release dates. Uh, so Cobra Kai Season 4 is premiering in December of 2021. Uh, this is notable because Season 3 premiered at the beginning of this year.
0: Yeah, they crank these things out at a pretty good clip, so. Yeah, good for them.
1: Uh next up, Halle Berry's directorial debut, Bruised, uh is coming November 24th of 2021. Uh that's like smack dab in the middle of Oscar's campaign season, so uh be on the lookout for that. It's basically about like her uh she's she wrote and directed and is starring in uh the movie and she's an MMA fighter. I don't know much more about it than that. And then, uh, finally, it's official, because they have to fucking say something. Stranger Things Season 4 will come out in 2022.
0: Yeah, they released a little teaser, and it's all very interesting and mysterious, and everybody cares a whole lot.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, does everybody? Because my take on it is this. Like, it's been I, and look, I understand there's been a pandemic, and I understand there's been fucking with shit. But, there's, you're you're asking people to sit around for three years and uh still care about this show, so. No, eh? I'll uh I'll give a shit when it's out. That's fair, cause that's how I do. Okay, uh, and that is it in regards to the news. So why don't we? uh move into downstream where we can talk about uh trailers
0: baby i can't control the internet <laughs> that's my favorite line first up in the longest trailer i've ever seen in my life um that's not true i i watched the trailer for dune last week uh we have the official trailer for kate uh starring mary elizabeth winstead and woody harrelson after she's poisoned, a ruthless criminal operative has less than 24 hours to exact revenge on her enemies, and in the process forms an unexpected bond with the daughter of one of her past victims. There's no time for mercy. Watch Kate on Netflix, September 10th. So, this is, uh... The latest in, a, uh... What is now, like, just a thing, I guess, of, like... Let's do John Wick, but it's... Women. Uh... This actually looks pretty good. I thought so.
1: Oh, see, uh, I I, kind think, of, I think the opposite. I think this looks, uh, at least the way it's, it's shot, it, it looks. It's like either
0: going to be good or like completely standard for the genre. Which like sure. it's probably just going to be like completely standard for the genre. But like, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of Crank with Jason uh, Statham. Oh, He's it one hundred percent is the premise for Crank. It, it's the premise for Crank. <laughs> um, and then. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say she probably gets the antidote right at the end, and they think it's too late, and she like passes out, but then she comes back. Cause I've seen movies
1: before. That's if they want the franchise. I don't. I'm trying to remember if Netflix has uh, exclusive rights to this, or if they are sharing it like they did with Gunpowder Milkshake. Because if they have exclusive rights to Kate, which I'm fairly, I'm actually now thinking about it, I don't think they do, uh, then they'll probably push for a sequel because they want a franchise. Uh, and then it'll be uh, Kate to High Voltage. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't like the whole vibe of the trailer. I don't know why. I can't tell you why. There's just something off about it. Uh, I think Mary Elizabeth Winstead is going to be very good, but otherwise I'm just like, oh, this doesn't look great
0: at all. I don't know. I just, I like Mary Elizabeth Winstead a lot. I want her to be like more, not that she's not like a mainstream actor, but like I want her to be in more recognizable projects instead of just like every time she shows up, it's just like, oh, now she's, now this is what she's doing. Okay. Sure. I don't know. Uh next up is a trailer for something that uh I I related to a lot harder than I probably should have which is How to Be a Cowboy season 1 Um Dale Brisby uses social media savvy and rodeo skills to keep cowboy traditions alive and now he's teaching the world how to cowboy right Uh this is a series about a guy who has like a dude ranch teaches like uses social media to teach people how to be cowboys. Um, mm-hmm. there's, there's a guy in the trailer who's wearing a t-shirt that says, well, Dale, yeah. And I was like, hey, this, these are my people. Because I'm from the Rust Belt.
1: See, I was just hoping this would make you mad, as uh, reality shows normally <laughs> do. But uh, this had the opposite effect. So now I'm regretting my choice.
0: I mean, I'm not going to watch it it's funny that it exists to me yeah uh
1: it's a reality show what what more do you need like this isn't like tiger king or anything like that like if you're into it you're into it uh, if you're not you're not uh, i will make note that if you go to the youtube comments uh dale brisby himself has commented twice one telling people to uh, uh sub- like look up the show on Netflix and then like hit the remind me alert on Netflix. So that way they remember to watch it.
0: (laughs) And wants to just say it's rodeo time. (laughs) Yup. So
1: shit. (laughs) uh, Good for you, Dale Brisby. You probably have like, you know, a slightly above boomer, Uh uh, I want to revisit what you just said. uh, Slightly above (laughs) boomer level understanding of social media. uh, And I'm proud of you for that. Now, what did you say?
0: (laughs) I said herpes. Oh. Because you said you probably have, and then there was just a pregnant pause, and I just snuck it right in there.
1: I mean, it's possible. You can get herpes from sitting on a
0: toilet seat. Yeah. Yeah. Statistically, like, one in three people has herpes. Which really makes them RPs when you think about it. More like hurts when I pees. More like, uh, sexually transmitted. Uh, I hate everything. <laughs> How are these herpes jokes landing for everybody? Uh, next up, we got a trailer for He's All That, uh, starring Addison Ray and T- Tanner Buchanan. He's all that reimagines the original plot of the 1999 teen classic. She's all that. Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm fucking with you. It's it's totally obvious and right there on the surface. Uh, the contemporary story follows an influencer, Addison Ray, who accepted the challenge to turn the school's biggest loser, Tanner Buchanan, into prom king. Um, I just can't believe that she's able to make this. Uh. Conventionally attractive, muscular, uh, physically fit young man into a popular boy. But he wears a beanie and he has long shoulder length hair. He has
1: to be ugly.
0: Oh my god. Hey, I had long hair and wore a beanie in in high school and uh, that just meant that (laughs) I was going to get laid in college, I guess. (laughs) Uh, It's true. (laughs) Now I'm waiting for
1: uh, Not Another Teen Movie again. Uh, but uh, but it's just the plot of this.
0: Yeah. 11 Things I Hate About You. Yeah,
1: I remember this movie. Uh, uh, I remember She's All That because I watched Not Another Teen Movie. I've never seen She's All That, and, and I probably never will, because I feel like Not Another Teen Movie covered it
0: pretty fucking well. Also because yeah. it has Chris Evans in it. <clears throat> well, like, saying something's all that isn't something that, like, people do anymore, so... I don't know. If you want to update this movie, why why did you have to like be married to the original title?
1: But you'll never know. If yeah. now here's the thing: if they directly reference the fact that like like the movie "She's All That" exists, I'll I'll be like more okay with this. But as it stands, I'm like, okay. First of all, you have Tanner Buchanan, who is a good look, good Who's enough looking the karate dude. Karate boy. Right, but uh, their way of making him hot, and I'm using the Dr. Evil air quotes, their way of making him hot is by giving him the hair he has during fucking Cobra Kai, uh, which is the worst <laughs> hair.
0: Yeah. yeah, he looks like Jonathan Taylor Thomas.
1: Uh, and the other thing is, Addison Ray is a TikToker, uh, and you can tell because she's trying to act and she is so bad
0: but Dan she's playing the thing she is in real life isn't doesn't that mean she's great at it like don't we get people who are actual like physicians to be doctors all the time on movies and TV uh the answer is of course we don't because we want them to be sexy
1: now that's not true because we got Ken Jong that one time
0: yeah, we got a, a Sexy Sex Hospital, yeah. starring Tara Patrick, <laughs> starring Patrick Dempsey.
1: Mon Mothma's back. <laughs> uh
0: <laughs> Carrie, uh, a CGI Carrie Fisher. Yeah.
1: Look, um,
0: this is this
1: is going to be terrible. Uh, am I going to watch it? Probably. <laughs> I'm just going to look at him and be like, "Why, why why do we need this? Why why did you dress up Tanner Buchanan as fucking Stewart from Letterkenny in order to make him less hot? Sturt. Have you seen Sturt? Whenever he gets muscles, and he cuts his yeah. hair, he's so hot.
0: I'd probably let him hold it.
1: <sighs> <sighs> All right. Uh, This is your thing. I'm not
0: going to say a single word during it. So do your thing. Well, I'm so excited and I just want to say thank you. Uh, So we got the uh, first official trailer for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean, 2011, United States, Florida. When Jolene Cujo and her boyfriend get in an accident while out on a drive, she is framed for the crime and sentenced to 15 years in prison. Will she ever be free from prison? This Stone Ocean the final battle in the century spanning intertwining fate of the joestar family and dio begins jojo's bizarre adventure stone ocean premiering worldwide from december 2021 only on netflix i'm so excited dan this this actually is huge um because people have been like i think they already started adapting or did adapt part 7 into anime and like skipped stone ocean and people have been, like, clamoring for this to get adapted into anime for, like, years now. Uh, and it's finally happening, and it's coming to Netflix. I-, I can only assume that, like, this also means sometime within the next couple months we'll get uh, Golden Wind, because Part 5 still isn't on Netflix, but uh, we can only hope. But either way, um, it seems like the... The team behind JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is uh, just getting getting real cozy with Netflix because uh, we've had seasons coming out at a regular pace and now this, and like we had Kashibi Rohan, so I'm so excited. Uh, it's a prison break, and the main character is uh, part three JoJo's daughter. Uh-huh. And she acquires the power of the stand to th- break out of jail.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I'm so excited, Dan.
1: Well, I'm happy for you. Uh, I, As you can tell, I have no interest in this whatsoever, because I titled it in the show notes, uh, Stone Garden and
0: Not Stone Ocean, so good job me. <laughs> uh, I saw that and I was like, is he, is he fucking with me or... What's really what's No, Stone really Garden going is better because it reminds you of Soundgarden. Yeah, that's true. I mean it's probably will be a main topic. I don't know if it'll be a main topic for you, but it will be for me.
1: Oh yeah, I'll I'll probably uh, be like, Hi, does anybody like this show? Who wants to help Caleb talk about this show? And it's not that I don't like uh Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. I've literally never seen a single frame of it. Uh, actually, that's not true. I've seen the gifs. But, like, I've never seen, like, actual words be spoken from the show other than, like, Kashibi Rohan. So, yeah. like, I have no marriage to it whatsoever.
0: Yeah. The adventure is very bizarre. Um, I don't know if jumping in at part six would be the best starting point. But... uh, Anyway, that'll bring us into Quick Hits, where we talk about things we watched other than the stuff we had to. <laughs> So, Dan, do you have anything to talk about?
1: Uh, I do. It's not on Netflix, though. Uh, so, we played Commander last night. And I'm like, hey, guys, I gotta be out at, like, 11.30, because I gotta watch uh, the Ariana Grande concert on Fortnite. And you laughed at me for uh, exactly 100 hours.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's really funny.
1: It is. Uh Look, it's... was <laughs> an ordinary Like, I... It was more like a visual concept, like, it basically reminded me of, like, a Super Bowl halftime show, where it's like, hey, here's ten minutes of a fucking concert, uh, and then you're gonna do a thing, and then we're done. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, Ariana's thing was fine, it was, uh, visually trippy, uh, we kept making jokes like, I wanna get in that, uh, cause she was giant and we were little, so.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go on that ride, Daddy. Yeah. Me too, son.
1: Yeah, so like, eh, there was that kind of shit, but like, eh. it was an experience that I lived through. Uh, will I do it again? Probably for the next Fortnite thing that ever happens, sure. But otherwise, you know, there's nothing to talk about with it. It's it's an event where I got uh, approximately, say, ten thousand experience for. So, leveling up that battle pass, boys. Oh my god, they paid people in fake internet
0: points to go to Ariana Grande's concert?
1: Yeah, and they're also uh, drops and shit.
0: <laughs> I fucking hate the future so much.
1: It's better than me having to pay. Uh, what did you watch? Alright, um...
0: I don't know. I watched the after show for Masters of the Universe Revelation for some reason. Um, Basically, like... I was like, hey, this is background noise, and I'm playing Golden Sun on my original Game Boy Advance. Uh, so I got to hear Kevin Smith talk about, you know, how how much he loved doing the show, and how much Masters of the Universe meant to him, and uh, how he uh, put Stinkor in the show so that he could give Jason Mewes a paycheck. Mm-hmm. The only reason, really, I wanted to bring it up is because you were like, hey, who the fuck is Andra? And I guess, like, she was a, a canonical character in Masters of the Universe, but she was in, like, one or two panels of, like, a comic about Masters of the Universe and, like, never really developed beyond that and never put into the TV show. So they decided to use her as just, like, the everyman character who, like, gets to ask questions and have things explained to them. Sure. So uh so that's, that's fine, I guess.
1: No, it's still not fine. I don't like I don't care about that character. It's just like, oh, this character exists. Okay. There's a better way to introduce an audience surrogate than just be like, oh, and now they're here.
0: Yeah, it's true. And she was just there, so. Uh then I don't know, I started watching the UFO declassified thing. <laughs> um I turned it off because it's not funny. Like they take it way too seriously. Sure. There's sure, a couple sure. parts there's a couple parts that are funny because it's like instead of do- <laughs> instead of doing live reenactments they do like CGI. But like Oh It's like CGI from like 1996, where it's like characters standing there, but like their faces and bodies aren't animated, and they just kinda like Hop along like little marionette puppets. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, they don't... I feel like they know that it was bad, so they don't, like, focus on it for very long, as, like, the narrator kind of drones on over top of it. But there's a couple spots where it, like... It'll do a quick pan past one of these c- CG characters' dead little faces, and it's just the funniest fucking thing. So if you want to be bored for a while, but then, like, occasionally laugh, uh, this might be the show for you.
1: I still gotta look at, uh, well, I'm gonna see my mom this week, but uh, I'm going to ask her if she has seen this. Uh, and mom, this is your reminder to watch at least one episode before I get up there. I don't care what dad says. You're, you're watching an episode because I've declared it. Yeah. What? Wait, now here's the real question. Where's Jonathan Frakes in all of this? Because I can't watch anything
0: UFO related if Jonathan Frakes isn't narrating. I know, right? It was such a fucking letdown. It was just like the generic in a world kind of like narrator voice guy.
1: You'll never believe what they saw next. Uh, let me guess, alien narrator, man. It was an it alien. Was, it was a alien. Oh, no. Uh, now, here's the other question. Uh, was it Tom DeLong? Because it was Tom DeLong, <laughs> That makes up for the fact that it wasn't Jonathan Frakes.
0: Oh, man. I would watch that. I really would. And you'll never guess what they ran into next. Aliens. I've been telling
1: you guys about this since Enema of the State (laughs) in 1999. I wrote Aliens Exist, and it was about how I got visited by aliens, and then they shoved something up my butt, and everyone thought I was making a joke, but I was being totally serious.
0: Does he talk like that? Yes. That's unfortunate. Uh, The other thing that I watched uh, was Hot Rod, which is a really stupid movie, which is, like, one of my favorite comedies. It's got Andy Samberg, and he's just, uh, I don't know, he he wants to be a stuntman, but he's, like, real shitty at everything. And it's just slapstick. They do the thing that is in every Chris Farley movie, where he falls down a mountain for, like, ten consecutive minutes. hmm Like, the main problem that he's trying to solve in the movie is that, like, uh, his stepfather, who never gave him his respect, uh, is dying of, like, a heart condition. So he's trying to, like, do a big stunt to raise the money to to fix his heart so that he can beat his stepdad's ass and earn his respect. <laughs> okay. Um, it's it's fucking stupid. I love this movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time since I, wa- I actually watched this in theaters with uh, a girl I was dating. Uh, and she was like, this movie was stupid. I'm like, this movie was great. Uh, and th- <laughs> needless to say, didn't make it.
0: Now, hold on a minute. Are they making another fucking Jurassic Park movie? Yeah. Where where did you stumble upon this? Uh, I don't know. I was looking up stuff on IMDb for like later in the show that we're going to talk about. Mm. Uh, and it was like most anticipated sequels. Yeah. Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck? Did anybody like Fallen Kingdom? I didn't see it. Uh, people
1: tended to did not like it. Okay. I don't know. I haven't seen any of those. Uh, but yeah, like, Hot Rod is one of those interesting movies because it's like before they became famous. Like, it's Andy Sandberg, Bill Hader, like, pretty much the entire Lonely Island crew. And you're just watching this being like, who the fuck are any of these people? And then you look yeah. at it now and you're like, oh my god, look at all of these people.
0: Yeah, because like. Jorma plays his brother, uh, Akiva Schaefer actually directed it, um, fucking, my favorite part of the movie is, uh, (laughs) fucking Will Arnett plays, like, his, uh, I guess romantic competitor for, like, his love interest in the movie, uh, but at one point, just, like, to make sure that he's a big enough douchebag that she'll break up with him and choose Rod instead... Uh, she's going into a convenience store and he's like, hey, babe, how about you get some dong bags so we can knock boots later? <laughs> Which is maybe my favorite thing that any human has ever said.
1: All right, here's the cast. I hope everyone's ready for this. I'm just going to keep going until I hit a person I don't know. Andy Sandberg, Isla Fisher, Ian McShane, Jorma Tacone, Bill Hader, Danny McBride, Sissy Spacek, uh, sp- uh, sorry, it's City Spachick, or whatever, Spachick, or whatever, I don't spasic? Spasic. Uh, she's a Spasic bitch. Uh, Will Arnett. <laughs> Chris Parnell. Oh, we hit Chester Tam. Uh, that, so that's about ten people I just lifted oh, off there who uh, I know all
0: about. He's the guy that keeps trying to convince them to, like, join the stunt crew, and the only thing he does is, like, pelvic thrust dancing.
1: Looks like he is a, re- like, a repeat... Uh, Lonely Island Worker. Because he was also in Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping. Was he in Bash Brothers? It does not look like it.
0: (laughs) Okay. Wow, 2007. Jesus. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, I remember liking it a lot in college, and it was uh, right around the same time, I think, that uh... Role Models came out, and I got a lot of fucking mileage out of those two movies. Yeah, so. All right, uh, why don't we cut into a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about all three Austin Powers movies. How, How about The Man of Mystery? Does it hold up? Does anybody still care? Let's find out. You thought it would be the old mid-roll ad break, but it was me, the one that's a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure meme. The following patrons have abandoned their human frailty and joined Lord Dio's Eternal Army: Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Nick Haskins, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, James Della Rosa, Chris Yaney, Brianna Petty, Nate Wade, Alan Gallerisi, Casey Moore, Nerd Revert Jason, Sam, the hurley boy Hurley, Giuseppe Vicaretti, and Dan's mother. If you'd like to become a patron so we can use your money to finally destroy the Joestar family forever, find us at netflixandswill.com slash patreon. Brand yourself as part of our unholy army. Go to netflixandswill.com slash merch. Leave a review and tell me what a good job I'm doing as your immortal overlord. Visit netflixandswill.com slash podcasts. Thanks for helping us manifest our stand abilities, which give us the power to watch terrible movies and TV shows, and do like rapid punches and stop time or whatever. Seriously, go watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 comes out in December.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Caleb's time to get into our main interview topic for the week. The entire Austin Powers franchise trilogy extravaganza.
0: Uh, That's right. And we're we're starting right from the beginning. Uh, So here we go. Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery, is a 1997 adventure comedy film at uh, inexplicably a 7 out of 10 on IMDb. (laughs) A world-class playboy and part-time secret agent from the 1960s emerges after 30 years in a cryogenic state to battle with his nemesis Dr. Evil. Uh somehow uh, this is the highest rated one on IMDb. Oh. Uh spoilers for for things I'll say later. Uh that shouldn't be the opposite of the thing that's true.
1: Oh, well then we're going to be fighting.
0: <laughs> I think this is the worst one. Oh. I don't think this one's funny. Oh. Yeah, I think this
1: one's funny, because I think the con- the concept is novel at this point. It's like, hey, remember all these Pierce Brosnan, dumb James Bond movies that are super serious? Okay, let's take the piss out of them, while also making fun of the 1960s James Bond movies.
0: Well, yeah, like, as as a send-up of the thing, it works, but, like, I don't know, I've never had a strong attachment to James Bond, but, like... I I get the joke/reference but like I don't know for me just a lot of the jokes don't land and that's going to kind of be the case throughout the the entirety of the trilogy. <laughs> sure. Um there's there's a couple recurring gags that like really really hit for me um which like uh whenever somebody is like nude, and they hold yep. up fruit or whatever in front of their genitals slash breasts, like that's very funny, like they do it really well in I think all three films uh the other the other recurring gag that like really gets me is like the shadow puppet shit that they do in the second movie and then again in the third movie, so like um I don't know there's there's some good gags and stuff, but like there's good I don't physical know. comedy, yeah. And then, uh, Austin, like, constantly introducing people, so, like, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bert Bacharach, and, like, all that kind of shit. I don't know, it's funny.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, like, this one had more laughs per minute, and they're all 90 minutes, which, like, let's be thankful for that. Every single one of these is a 90-minute comedy. Yes. It's not trying uh, they, to do the they judd they knew Appetite how shit.
0: long it would be funny for.
1: Yeah, and w- we should all appreciate that and remember a bygone era where now comedies are fucking two hours and we hate our lives for them.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So you, so you think this one's the funniest one? Yes. Okay. Um, I think yeah, there's I significant know. diminishing returns. See, I thought, the, I thought they improved as they went on. Oh, so yeah, um, we're going to fight. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like they had a lot to, like... They were trying to set up the world and shit, I guess. So, like... Uh, and, like... A lot of it just kind of felt, like, off the cuff. Like, the whole scene of, like... Uh, Mike Myers and Elizabeth Hurley being, like, drunk and interacting in the hotel room. And she says, like you know, whatever, that's you in a nutshell, and he's like, no, this is me in a nutshell, help, help, I'm in a nutshell, how did I get in this <laughs> bloody great big nutshell? Which, like, it's a funny bit, but, like, I I was watching that, and I was like, man, I don't feel like that's in the script, I think he just did it, and, like, insisted on that making the cut in the, into the movie. Sure. Like, I don't know, a lot of it just feels kind of off the cuff, which, I don't know, is fine, but it's like it's the the first one. Like I don't dislike it, but it just kind of felt like a mixed bag. Um, there was some stuff that landed and some stuff that really fell flat for me.
1: Yeah. See, but it, I think with this, and ultimately when I talk about all of them, like all the jokes feel fresh in this, and maybe it's because like I literally watched all of them in a week. Like, had I had the the two year lead up into two, and then I think it was four years from two into four into three. Uh, and then I'm like, okay yeah these feel like fine like I, like they're still decent enough jokes but like watching them all basically in a row I'm just like oh they're just recycling the same shit and I get that's what like a a sequel is but like it felt particularly lazy whenever like the opening credit sprawl of fucking two is him running around doing the 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 nudie junk thing
0: yeah yeah I don't know and like <laughs> I don't know, kind of, the way they transition out of the first one into the second one, like, there were a couple bits that I thought were fucking hilarious, um, but, yeah, I don't, I I guess, I don't know, we're not, we don't really have to break it up that much, like, the whole thing about, um, him, like, getting married to Vanessa and then, like, (laughs) it turns out she's a fembot and she tries to kill him and then like later he's talking to uh my favorite character in the series about how she turned out to be a fembot. Yes, uh, and they're like, long yeah, long. unfortunately, we've known for some time and he just gives that weird look. What? And it's like, wait, what the fuck? But yeah. it's like they're they're intentionally hand-waving shit away and refusing to explain it just to like keep the keep the plot moving mm-hmm, and right. like set up for the next joke. And I appreciate that.
1: Right cuz ultimately it doesn't matter that Elizabeth Hurley isn't there like I'll miss seeing they, her they but...
0: just needed a way to get rid of her to make a, n- a new person come into the movie for Austin Powers to fuck
1: and, and she was on set for probably 45 minutes got, and got paid a million dollars got paid uh well no cuz I actually looked like the budget on the second one is only 33 million I'm assuming a third of that went to Mike Myers because he like yeah. because he wrote, uh, starred and produced the movie, and it made back ten times its budget, roughly ten times its budget. So like, good for him. Like these, he he did one thing really well. He made s- successful comedies, as I do the Doctor Evil air quotes successful comedies for cheap.
0: Yeah, um, and I don't know. This was like kind of peak Mike Myers. This is oh, yeah. when... Like, he could kind of do no wrong. Uh, it, an era that I like to call uh, the the PLG times, which stands for pre-love guru. <laughs>
1: uh, I still avoided that because it's about, like, it's still part hockey, and uh, I refuse to do that to myself. Also, because it's about fixing an, a, uh, an awards, or not awards, I, I read someone on Twitter. It's about fixing a Toronto Maple Leafs uh, player, and I don't want that, because
0: fuck the Maple Leafs. Yeah. yeah. I always forget Mike Myers is Canadian.
1: Yeah, like, he's uh, he was in uh, Shrek. Like, Shrek was hot around this time, too. Like, I guarantee what Mike Myers would do, he would, he would be on set for fucking... Uh, for Austin Powers, and then just be like, okay, I want to go do my voice lines for uh, for for Shrek now,
0: uh, and then run off and do his thing. So Shrek actually came out uh, in between Spy Who Shagged Me and Goldmember. So this is a question that I pose to you: Did Fat Bastard become Shrek?
1: Yeah, I got sent. Well, no, because at the end of the third one, he's, he's skinny. Doing this,
0: he, well, no, but like. The, oh, you mean the voice? Like, his voice work for Fat Bastard, it's like, uh, Shrek swearing mm-hmm. and stuff. I guess. Because, like, cause like, Shrek, he does, like, the, the heavy Scottish phony baloney accent, so.
1: Well, I mean, that is his accent, though. Like, the 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 accent he does for every character, with maybe the exception of fucking Austin Powers, is always, like, that kind of, like, Scottishish kind of sound. Like, even yeah. fucking Wayne from Wayne's World kind of has, like, uh, that upbringing.
0: The best part of all three of these movies is Seth Green. Um, I'm... <sighs> I just, I, I really mm-hmm. think that, like, all of his material works really well, because it's, like, Dr. Evil does some, like, crazy over-the-top thing. And he's just like, no, you're an idiot. Like, I have a gun. Let me just go shoot them in the head. We'll be done in five minutes. And then you'll never have to fucking hear about Austin Powers again. And Dr. Evil's just like, you just don't get it, do you, Scott? And and he's just like, no, fucking idiot. We we just kill them. It's simple. (laughs) We kill the Powers. We we kill the shag man.
1: Yeah, like, I, I I enjoy his character for what it is. Uh, When when they have the... Like, they do some ridiculous shit, like... And uh, this is where I like the, the Dr. Evil variety. Because otherwise, I think do- Dr. Evil is the same character throughout. And that's fine, because that's just who Dr. Evil is. But, like, they give him, like, varietal stuff to do, like, when they show up in the Jerry Springer show.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. It, like... Like you said, this is a time capsule of, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. So, like, of course they go on Jerry Springer to work out their family drama.
1: Uh, I I don't know. I feel like my favorite character is uh, Frau, played by Mindy Sterling, who uh, I only know from these movies. And she was in other shit, too, but, like, I mainly know her from these movies. And I think she's hysterical. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's really good.
1: Also... I have to tell you this because I told I I, I paused the movie uh, during two uh, because I think the best perform I actually think the best performance in the franchise is Rob Lowe playing Robert Wagner playing number two.
0: Yeah, that's probably true. Like. I kind of always forget what an actually good actor Rob Lowe is.
1: Yeah. And then so, he
0: showed up and I was like, oh my God, he's like doing the exact mannerisms of the other guy. Yeah. Uh,
1: so here's here's the thing I had to pause to tell Ashley. I was like, I love Rob Lowe in this, but for meta reasons, I wish instead they went with Michael Weatherly. Who's Michael Weatherly, you were asking? Michael Weatherly uh, is most famous for uh, playing Tony on the old people show NCIS however oh, uh, yeah. earlier in the nine, like earlier in his career he did a television movie where he played robert wagner uh, and the it, the movie was centered around the event where Robert Wagner's wife uh, and Robert Wagner and Christopher Walken were all on a boat and she fell overboard and died. And no one talks about it to this day, about how the woman was probably murdered, but we have no idea what actually happened on that boat. So the, the TV movie was theorizing what happened on the boat. So Michael Weatherly plays Robert Wagner. <laughs> Funnily enough, in NCIS, they eventually uh, cast Tony's father as Robert Wagner. So, MetaMe wanted to watch Michael Weatherly play Robert Wagner in this mo- in the movies as well. But I loved Rob Lowe.
0: Huh, I didn't know that.
1: It's a convoluted story. My mom tells me it almost constantly. But, uh, anytime we're watching NCIS and Robert Wagner shows up, it's just like, Did you know that Michael Weatherly played uh, uh, Robert Wagner in a TV movie? Yes, Mom. You've only told me a hundred times when I (laughs) accidentally walked in on you guys watching
0: NCIS. Alright, um, I don't know, do we want to cover plots very much? I mean, not really. They're, like, they're ultimately the same movie. They ultimately are. Like, Dr. Evil tries to take over the world, Austin tries to stop him. It's it's set-ups for jokes. One of of the best, like, punchlines ever written uh, is the fact that, like, there, there is a uh, an old timey Bond villain called Odd Job, uh, mm. and in this, uh, there is a, a Doctor Evil henchman named Random Task, <laughs> uh, which is very, very good. Yes, and very funny.
1: That's why. That's see. That's why I kind of like this more is because I like the classic Bond movies are inherently campy and stupid, and I love how much the first one plays off of that.
0: Yeah, they just. I don't know, like they just take the piss out of it completely. There's like the the girls with the big like beehive updos uh who are like actually like assassin robots.
1: Yeah. And and they have uh sexual names uh for some reason like we have a lot of vagina. Yeah. For some reason.
0: Uh what was the actual uh pussy galore? Pussy galore. Was the that's actual it. like bond girl? So instead of pussy galore, we have a lot of vagina. Uh, it's funny. It's it's a funny name. It's a funny name.
1: I wh- who's what was um what was Heather Graham's name
0: in in two? Uh, Felicity Shagwell. There we go. Yeah,
1: Shagwell. Like her her last name. It's funny.
0: Uh, you know, it's she fucks good. Yeah. Uh, my favorite my favorite character in the whole thing is uh. Uh, the Ministry of Defense employee Basil Exposition. Yeah. Uh, which literally, his his function in the movie is to give exposition. Uh, it's funny. It's a funny name.
1: Yeah. Like, sure, it's on the nose. It's a bit ridiculous. But like, that's, that's how the Bond movies were. And that's like, like I said, that's why I enjoy it. And like, I feel, because like, I want watching the intro part of three where they have uh, fucking Tom Cruise playing Austin Powers. It's especially funny because uh, Mission Impossible 2 came out in 2000. Uh, and that was widely, consider- that is widely considered the worst Mission Impossible movie and potentially what derailed the franchise for so fucking long. So it makes yeah. sense that Tom Cruise would move on from Mission Impossible 2 to Austin Powers to play in more spy ships. Also, we got a Kevin Spacey appearance.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I actually saw Goldmember in theaters when it came out. And uh, I, don't, I don't think my wife had ever seen any of these. Oh. Because she grew up in a... In, like, a fucking... Branch Davidian, like, religious complex or something? I don't know. She Uh, fucking just... No, not really. But, like... Yeah, I I was gonna say, wait, really? No, no, she just... I don't know. Apparently was sheltered and, like, not exposed to this, like, at all. Uh, So this is completely new to her. So, like, the gag at the beginning where it's like, hey, here's actors in a fake Austin Powers movie. I got to watch her experience the joy of that, as I did when I saw it in the movie theater initially. Yeah.
1: Alright, um, I'm gonna ask, what is your least favorite Mike Myers character, and why is it Fat Bastard?
0: Uh, because he's just terrible and disgusting and obnoxious, and I hate everything about that character. Yeah, that
1: is correct. Uh, who is your favorite Mike Myers, uh, character, and why
0: is it Goldmember? Um, see, gold Goldmember is pretty good. He goes a little over the top. Um, I actually really liked. <laughs> I actually really like Doctor Evil. Um, because they just like use him as the vehicle for like pop culture references. Because yep. like, while Austin Powers like always is perpetually in the sixties and like trying to adjust to modern times. Dr. Evil just, like, leans into it, so he does a fucking rap video at one point. Yeah, that was pretty great.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, um, like, like we talked about with, like, the Jerry Springer bit. Like, he, he, yeah, that's yeah. fucking awesome. That He goes on Jerry Springer. Yeah, and
0: Jerry gives his final thought of the day. <laughs> which is a thing that I forgot he did. I, um, I don't remember ever watching that show. I'm gonna be completely
1: honest. I've seen <laughs> clips of it, but that's about it.
0: Yeah. I think I saw it once or twice, I don't know. Um, my favorite joke in the entire series, uh, is in Goldmember whenever, like, they finally capture Dr. Evil, uh, and he's in, like, the- the fucking plastic, like, uh, Silence of the Lambs or, like, Magneto prison cell, where it's, like, a plastic room inside a bigger room, or whatever. Um, so, like, he's talking to Austin Powers, and, like, Austin goes to leave, and, like, Dr. Evil runs at the door, and's like, Go, Austin! Fly, fly! And, like, pushes, like, runs through the door, and then realizes he's outside of his cell, and just, like, kind of backs up into it, and shuts the door, and is like, I'll get it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> trying to think, what was my favorite? I mean, I, I constantly reference the, the Michael Kane, you know, uh, there's yeah. two things I can't stand joke uh so maybe that maybe that's my favorite but like like i said i feel like uh the first one is m- more consistent in what what makes me laugh uh and then it just slowly declines into me not giving a shit also like you have elizabeth hurley who is like a solid actress i'm not gonna call her like amazing or anything i think heather graham's really good uh i think beyonce is uh atrocious
0: uh she's not a great actress. Uh she looks fantastic in the movie, oh, but like Oh
1: my god, does she?
0: And <laughs> oh, Mike Myers my gets god. to put
1: her her lips on her lips and like this is like peak fucking Beyonce in 2002. And yeah. that's not saying she looks bad now, but my god.
0: Yes. I don't even remember <laughs> what I was going to say now. Yeah, um well, I don't know. It's it's cool they do like they make her into like a a disco like black exploitation character or whatever. I guess I don't know. She has like a big afro wig on. Yeah, and it's just, I don't know. It's
1: she, uh, she ends every line with sugar.
0: Yeah, it's just like they they do a good job of making her a, a character from a seventies movie. I guess. So I guess they're transitioning from like the the early super campy James Bond movies to like the. The seventies really can't be James Bond movies. Um I really want them to lean into
1: the the Dolomite movies and just do just like do stand-ups to the Dolomite movies, even though no one at that point had probably seen a fucking Dolomite movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I it's it's interesting that you like the first one the most. Vanessa said she liked the spy that the spy who shagged me the most, and I like Goldmember the most. So we've got a split decision, I guess. Which one does Ashley like the most? Uh Ashley agrees with me because she's a smart, smart woman. Now Okay, International Man of Mystery wins. Uh your 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 love partner slash surrogate. Uh <laughs> so here's the thing that I disagree with her about though. She rated
1: Goldmember a one, and I'm like, no 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 no. It's not that bad. It's still watchable. Like, I, I would I would watch Goldmember again, but, like, there's parts that I fucking really don't like. Like, like the, the fucking sumo room with fucking Fat yeah. Bastard. Like, the wire work thing was funny, though, because, like, uh, Crouching Tiger had, like, literally just come out and they're like, All right, wire work team, let's go. And they show they, <laughs> they show, like, four guys on, like, a wire yeah. ready to pull Fat Bastard. That was funny. But, like yeah like that movie just
0: does not hit there's like long i actually fell asleep for like 15 minutes (laughs) oof i don't know see like i thought they kind of finally distilled down the the essence of it and it was like i don't know it just felt more streamlined and like the whole thing he's doing like you know the stealth heist into the into the office complex and like you know, yeah, he has to piss to make it look like the the fountain still operating. Yeah, that's good and then it looks like he's pissing in the guy's mouth and it's funny. It's slapstick, it's stupid, and it's physical comedy.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna say it's a fucking bad like it's not a bad movie, you know. It's like it's, yeah, it's okay.
0: <laughs> like, like it'd be like a two and a half, but you know. Yeah, so like the first one he's just like he was cryogenically frozen in the sixties. And then like, he's just in the nineties for the whole movie. Uh, the second one, they introduce time travel and they basically do Avengers end game. Hey, yeah. don't think about it, which yeah, is kind of yeah. funny. And then Basil like, Exposition. Basil position looks at the camera and says the same goes for you. Yeah. He's just like, uh, have fun with it. And which, that goes for you too, which is a tr- tremendous bit. Um, but like his his time travel car is like a a sh- a shagadelic like uh vw bug but like i really like in gold member they they update it for the time so his time travel car is a pimp mobile yeah. with fucking hydraulics so it it travels through time by like bouncing up and down on fucking hydraulics yeah it was that was definitely a a thing
1: but you know it was it was a fine enough time. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I hated any of these movies. They're all they all have their own charm in their own different ways. Uh it's just I feel like some of them go too far
0: into getting a laugh
1: that uh it becomes uh literally unfunny.
0: Yeah, like the him drinking a, a mug full of shit in the second one. It's like that's that's too much for me, man. Yeah. Like, I watched it the whole time, but I was like, uh, this is a whole scene you could cut. Yeah, I don't know. On on the whole, wink, wink, I think I think these movies are like, it's a time capsule for like when things were a, a more innocent time when I was I was in high school when these movies were coming out. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't really have to do much of anything at all, and kinda, I thought, I thought that stupid things were funny, uh, so, for nostalgia, you know, I'm, I'm fine with them, I, I probably (laughs) will never seek these movies out again to watch them, but, like, I don't know, I don't regret doing this.
1: Yeah, I don't either. But yeah, like it's gonna be another. It's gonna be a, a long time until I watch them again. Basically, like a family member will have to be in control of the television for me to watch them again.
0: Yeah. What would you rate each one individually, and what would you rate the series as a whole?
1: Uh, as a whole, the series is fine. It's a three. Uh, the first one gets three and a half from me. Uh, the second one gets a three, and then the third one gets a two and a half. Like I said, they're they're not bad. Like i i like i would i would watch mm. them if i had to it's not like a a fucking uh blood red sky situation where it's like I
0: wish I was dead <laughs> uh for me the ratings go international man of mystery two and a half uh spy Who shagged me three gold member three series as a whole two and a half okay that's fair okay. Uh, why don't we cut into a quick break, and when we get back, we will talk about a patron-requested review uh, from Sam Hurley for Good on Paper. What's up, guys? Gerald from Two Peas on a Podcast here. Are you just sitting there thinking to yourself, man, I really love some dude in his garage sitting around talking about arbitrary countdowns and his favorite things in the world of movies, music, and TV. Well, guess what? That's me. Please look me up. My name is Gerald and I am from Two Ps on a Podcast. If you want to subscribe to my Countdown show, I have a different co-host every week. It's often someone from the world of podcasting or entertainment and we'd go through our top five favorite things in whatever that week's category is. You can find links to all of our content, subscribe via your favorite podcast app, and follow us on social media. The easiest thing to do is just head to our website, which is www2 I hope you look me up and join the party. It's a lot of fun.
1: See you soon. Welcome back, everybody. cable. it's time to get into our uh, second thing. Uh, it's a patron request a review for... Uh, what the fu- Good on paper. Well, fine, if you don't want my money. You mean, if we watch terrible movies, you'd give us money? Well, sure. Mr. Caleb, welcome to the patron review segment.
0: Uh, good on pi- Good on piper. Piper Uh, is a- (laughs) Uh, is a new comedy romance movie from Netflix that's neither funny nor romantic. It's a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb. After years of putting her career first, a stand-up comic meets a guy who seems perfect, smart, nice, successful, and possibly too good to be true. Uh, This is directed by Kimmy Gatewood and is written written by and stars Eliza Schlesinger. Schlesinger. Yep. Uh dan what'd you think all right so before i think uh
1: i want to share what sam hurley thought because he gave us this movie uh because i believe and i have to go to our patreon page before uh because i forgot to do that now because uh, i gotta find the the post because sam put it on here uh he said good on paper don't worry i hate me too uh, and then he <laughs> said, I made it about 27 minutes in. I'll try to finish it just for you. Uh, so then he <laughs> follows up by saying in a Twitter DM, thought I made it about half an hour in. I was sensationally wrong. Uh, he paused at seven minutes and 50 seconds. And then uh, he responded today after I sent him uh, what I, I, I said, I'm upset with you for good on paper. Uh, <laughs> he, and he said, how bad was it? I, I finished it just for you. Uh, And then some things I don't want to say in public, Uh, but yeah. Sam, uh, you're a bastard, man. This movie sucks, man. Like, maybe there's something here if somebody else also helps write on it.
0: Yeah. But, no. So, basically, it's about a guy who, you know, keeps coming up with excuses and lying to her and, like, convinces her that, like, he's someone he's not to, like, get her to go out with him. So, like, that, like, that whole part of the movie setting that up goes way, way too long. I will say, like, it does pick up a bit and has some funny moments in the back half of the movie, but, like, the first half of the movie is just, like, it's a slog. It's, it's just awful. Like, nothing funny is happening um she's not funny the situation isn't funny it's just sad um and like sad and stupid and stupid and sad and dumb yeah like i look at this and i'm like ah oh,
1: wow what a terrible story and like terrible as in like oh my god this is fucking terrible that this would happen to somebody because like i knew i knew the twist going into the movie because we saw the trailer Ashley had no idea what was going on, so she's just like, what, is Is he just gonna be a grifter? And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I know this, uh, I've been through this, and yes, this part goes on for way too long. So maybe that's part of the experience, is like, it takes you forever to understand like it's actually happening to you, and maybe that's what the movie's trying to convey, but to view it doesn't make it interesting.
0: I don't know. Like I said, like once they decide like son of a bitch must pay, there's some some funny stuff. I can't really think of any at the moment. And that's my TED talk about this movie.
1: <laughs> uh I wanna talk about uh two things. Uh it may one will be the framing device. So the framing device that I understood this movie to be was basically She's on stage at a a small comedy club doing a set which is entirely about this story and all I thought was wow this this set is entirely <laughs> unfunny and I would want my money back immediately if I went to see this as a comedy show because that like there's seemingly a trend going on recently uh and I blame that special Nanette. From Hannah Gadsby, uh, that's her name, uh, at, where I I never saw it, but basically I just heard it was, like, her doing nothing more than, like, an hour-long TED Talk about, like, light, her life, and people were like, oh, it's funny, and I'm like, I've seen some of the stories, and I don't think a single thing she says is funny, uh, and is, is that just the new comedy style now, is that people say things, and then some people will laugh? <laughs>
0: Oh man I don't I just don't think she's funny <laughs> yeah I, I I don't think she is either
1: uh and then the other thing I want to talk about was the trial at the end. Now, I know I think we all know trial trials that result in people going to jail don't look like that, but i I like that if you take out that trial it's like from a completely fucking different movie. Like, it's like, there's this drama that happened, like the psychological thriller that happened where like this guy has been gaslighting her the whole time. She comes to realize that he's been gaslighting her. And then she strikes back only for him to cry foul. And then the trial happens. And I'm like, where was this movie? Because I don't remember this movie happening.
0: Yeah, it's just I don't know, a lot of this movie just feels super disjointed, so
1: Yeah. <sighs> write a th- write a thriller? Uh, a comedic thriller? I think you can do that. I think that's possible. I'd rather see that than whatever this was attempting to be.
0: Uh I'm done talking about it. Dan, <laughs> what would you give the good on paper? Hmm.
1: I have a sense you're going to say one and a half. I think a two, mainly because they didn't fall asleep during it.
0: Yeah, I was going to say it's between one and a half and two. So I'll just I'll just throw in my lot with you and say two. Hooray. We we go down this ship together. (laughs) If you liked this movie and want to. Tell us that we hate women. Uh, join our Discord server. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. It's really good. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, what the fuck are we doing next week? So stupid.
1: Well, I proposed this idea to you like a month or two ago. Uh, and I totally forgot. Yeah, yet, don't worry. Uh, so I was kind of inspired by your, your Groundhog Day idea. We're like, yeah, you know, uh, so we're, we're going back to the vault. (laughs) We're going back to our roots. We're going to review some old stuff that we reviewed on, well, technically the first episode, it was the second episode of the show. It was
0: episodes one and two.
1: Right. Uh, so the first thing, the main review topic is going to be the get down part one. Uh, one of our favorite shows ever. Uh, that was canceled, uh, and we miss it dearly because it gave us uh, good Justice Smith and introduced the world, or at least me, to uh, Shamik Moore.
0: Yeah. Who plays Spider-Man in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And it also has a fucking banging soundtrack that slaps ass. Oh, it sure does. Uh, it's a Baz Luhrmann show, so if you're
1: interested in watching the show, just remember, it's a Baz Luhrmann show, so if you don't like Baz Luhrmann stuff...
0: Yeah, uh, avoid if if you have strong feelings about the fucking modern day take on Romeo and Juliet starring Leonardo DiCaprio uh maybe steer clear of this one
1: yeah and then in the back half of the show uh our first cautionary tale <laughs> of Netflix was a movie Ever. by the name of alien I have it here as invasion it's alien abduction yeah Uh, It's a 2014 movie, uh, and it takes place in the mountains of North Carolina.
0: So sort of prophetic for you. Yeah,
1: it's true. Uh, I'll read the IMDb logline because this is no longer on Netflix, and I had to uh, procure this. So, uh, a vacationing family encounters an alien threat in this thriller based on the real-life Brown Mountain Lights phenomenon in North Carolina. Uh, this is directed by Maddie Beckerman, written by Robert Lewis, and stars Catherine Sigismund, uh, Corey Ide and Riley Polanski.
0: I'm sure, I, r- I really hope that's not real relationship. And the only thing I remember from it is a bunch of kids in the backseat singing Let Me Smell Yo Dick. I don't even remember that. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that because you were screaming about it. On the very first episode of the podcast. Shocker. I was I was screaming about something. Yeah. I also remember that, like, I made you watch this and you were very mad because, like, this is the first time I was like, this movie's just too bad for me and just shut it off on our very first episode. And you were so mad that I didn't finish it. Yeah. So this time I'm going to watch the entire movie. I believe in you. <laughs> for the first time ever. So oh, man, I can't wait till we rewatch Avalanche Sharks. <sighs> Actually, I think you told me don't watch this. I
1: want to watch it and describe the, the events of the plot to you. And I have a picture on my Facebook of me looking like what the fuck is happening right now in my life. Oh yeah, and which and one s-
0: was that? Was that Avalanche
1: Sharks? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Avalanche Sharks. Really, I just want to rewatch Blood Glacier and watch you have a stroke again.
0: Oh fuck no anything but blood glacier <laughs> uh this shit's really made me into a bad movie connoisseur
1: yeah i uh <laughs> i remember being like yeah this movie yeah this movie's decent and you're like it's not the thing one
0: yeah it's like a shitty knockoff of the thing
1: uh as an update for what's happening in the world vor is trending for some fucking reason Oh my god. So, uh, COVID, take us now.
0: <laughs> C- please, uh, come destroy us, Lambda variant and Delta variant. If nothing else, like, the pandemic has been great for giving us all of a refresher course on the Greek alphabet. <laughs> Uh, my favorite joke about that is has been,
1: man, I'm really looking, I'm really not looking forward to the COVID fraternity.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, I hate Twitter so much. Uh, number 11 on trending hashtags is hashtag Obama variant.
1: Oh, yeah, because he wasn't wearing a mask that one time, even though he probably has the vaccine.
0: Yeah. Why is everybody so stupid?
1: Because... Alright, uh, well you can find our show at Netflix and Swill.com if you want to stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill. Uh, check out our Patreon page where you can contribute to us like Giuseppe does, uh, at the one dollar level or like Sam does at the five dollar level and you can make us watch a shitty movie
0: every quarter or so. You don't have to call people out for how much they spend on us. Every every bit counts.
1: That's true. I love
0: you all the same.
1: But the five dollar patrons we love a little more. Except when you wow. make us watch good on paper.
0: No, we're just we're just building the relationship, Dan. Don't torch it yet. I'll do whatever I want. I'll
1: grift you all into giving us money and then uh, run away and then cl- cry foul whenever you call me on my shit.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, Dennis. We don't actually know if his name is Dennis. That's the worst part. Every time I hear... The name Dennis, I think of A, my my dad, who I don't talk to because his name's Dennis, but B, um, a a five star guy from the SpongeBob movie. Oh. Uh, when he's like, Dennis always gets his man because he's the bounty hunter that's coming after SpongeBob and Patrick. That's true.
1: Now all I can think of is uh, Kevin, the sea cucumber, who is the lead jellyfishing club member. <laughs>
0: Uh, Thank you to Space Weather for the use of our theme song, Bitter, uh, which is probably how the patrons feel about losing money to this. And until next week, this is Caleb saying we'll see you next Tuesday.